Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday evening. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or in Tuscaloosa or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in New Hebron. Yes, it would be weird. New New Brubrin, Brew Hebron, Brubin, New 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 Hebron, New Hebron. Okay, we got a lot of options with New Hebron. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Uh, Which I, I never like. I never understand these things. Like why why are we why are we doing a new Hebron. Why can't it just be Hebron? We did. Is, we did. Is there a Hebron in Mississippi? There's Hebron Christian School, but I don't know if that's that, not that, in the same place. Phoebe. Yeah, New Hebron is in Lawrence County. Yep. So there's not a Hebron. Okay, I'll put it this way. So this this, if you ever wonder, I get there's a Wikipedia page list of municipalities in Mississippi, and, he, and he's he's finding the the communities. Well, yeah, that's. So they have it listed by town, city, village. They don't have communities on here. Well, uh, they're, they're, they go in population. They're pretty much communities. Population, obviously, from Jackson. And the last one on the list is, you want to guess the last one on the list? Population 41. Oh, what would that be? Sartatia. Sartatia? Yeah. Okay. That's in Yazoo County. I'm Home of former MSU cornerback Edward Williams. Oh, is that where he was from? He was. He played at Bentonia High School back Which, in the day. I mean, Bentonia and Benton combined consolidated to make Yazoo County High School. Yes. Yeah. We used to play them at St. Al. And some people were very upset that I've mentioned that. Um, oh, Benton Academy and Benton High School. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that that was a different one. But I'm talking about Kenneth Gainwell. Uh huh. So oh, people that are from there. When I when I mentioned that he was from Yazoo. City, mm-hmm. which I'm meaning just that, or Yazoo County. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people, he's not from Yazoo County; he's from Bentonia, which is in Yazoo County. Okay, I don't know where his actual PO box or his his address box Isn't is. Bentonia in Yazoo County. Yes. Yeah, it's in Yazoo County. But I said he was. I said that you he was from Yazoo he, City. Oh, okay. Which they were like, no, no, he went to Yazoo County High School. Yeah, I'm just saying he's in the town. We're like, no, 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 he's okay. from Bentonia. Enough, enough. The, the school was in Yazoo City. If you look at the address, I'm the sure. school is from Yazoo City. But I mean, people get so they get angry. upset about the most trivial things yeah. and want to well actually you to I'm, death. I, man, I'm you're preaching to the choir over here. You, you're, talking, well, you're talking to the wrong guy. Well, actually, he's, right. he's from one yeah. mile over the... Yeah. <laughs> the school's mailing address. Yeah. We say all that to say that Strange Brew Coffee is awesome. If you want to order it for delivery to your home... No matter where your P.O. box is, whatever city it's in, we'll send it to you. Strange Brew Coffee House, 
CollegeCornerStore.com. CollegeCorner, CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you are looking for. They've got a great new shipment in right now of polos and pullovers with the M over S and state script on them. So check those out at CollegeCornerStore.com or at their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got you covered at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Robbie and I, uh, we ate at Restaurant Tyler recently. And you're not going to believe this. You won't believe what I'm about to tell you. You had COVID that day, and I didn't know. What day was that? That was last. Was that Tuesday? Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Uh, Yes, I did. I did at that time have COVID, and I was not. But I didn't know either. I had tested negative the day before. It was just coughing on me. You can't. You can't get breathing all over me. You blame the people at the doctor's office. They didn't do a thorough enough. They really needed to get up in the nasal cavity. They had to. They had to go up in the nasal. They needed to get up in the brain. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. But the food was awesome at Restaurant Tyler. We had a, it was. We it, had was a great out, it was meal. outstanding. And, of course, we had our fried catfish. I just can't. I can't turn it down. When you're looking for the best blue plate in town, it's at Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, Central Mississippi's best bank for the people. They've got you taken care of. 16 locations to conveniently serve you throughout Central Mississippi. Use the Priority One Bank app, streamlined, manage multiple accounts, transfer funds, pay your bills, and a lot, lot more. And, of course, every one of those 16 locations, they each get to make their own decisions when it comes to making a loan. So you don't have to worry about somebody not in your community, somebody you don't have a relationship with, making those decisions about your life and your business. Reach out to Priority One Bank today. Look them up on, online, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. And we're back. Hey, did you have you been watching the XFL? I didn't watch any XFL this week. I haven't either, but I'm like... But All these familiar this, state players are popping right back There's up. a lot of those guys, and then I saw the way that the St. Louis, I think St. Louis-San Antonio game ended today yeah. with the three-point conversion and the and the onside kick that they do instead of an onside kick. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. So St. Louis is down like 15-3. to three. They, score to, they score a touchdown, and they decide to go for three. So that means you go for it from the 10, and they got it. So now it's 15 to 12. For the onside kick, you don't kick. You have to convert a fourth and 15 from your own 20. Oh, wow. So if you don't get that, I mean, you talk about messing with the over-under. I would not bet on the on the XFL. But they did convert it. Quarterback A.J. McCarron, by the way. Really? Yeah. Still plugging away. I've got to watch, the, I've got to watch these and games. And they scored a touchdown, and they won the game. That's outstanding. Yeah. So... Down twelve in a couple minutes, they made up the they they were ahead three after that series of of events, a touchdown, a three point conversion, an onside kick conversion, and they scored on the on the ensuing drive. Yeah, that looks that's fun. fun. It looks fun. fun. And there's a lot of bulldogs, like you said, there's across the league. Fred so. Brown had a big day today. Marcus apparently, Marcus Murphy had Murphy's a pick out there. Yeah, Errol Thompson, Dedrick Thomas. Yeah, Stephen Gidry's playing. So yeah, a lot of guys. All right. Lot to get to since we uh, we last spoke with you. Glad to be back with you. Uh, we'll just we'll just pick up here where we where we're supposed to. We'll just pretend like nothing happened between now and then, I guess. And uh, we'll talk about this the stuff that we would have talked about on a normal Sunday podcast. And then we'll start in Oxford uh, with Mississippi State. It was iffy. It was iffy there for a minute, Robbie. That would have been a bad loss. Ooh. That would have been a bad Robbie, I was, loss. I was puckering up watching that game. That was I was, re- I was tight. 
Like a tiger. That's one of those games where you're just like, I don't really care how this happens. Just get out of there with a win. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. I mean, give credit to State. They did not play well in that game at all. They turned the ball over consistently after they built that big lead. You let a bad team hang around. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter. I mean, you had 19 turnovers. Yeah. That's how they hung around. Yeah. And that was what's kind of frustrating because you had a really good first half otherwise. Defense was solid. You shot 63%. Is that mm-hmm. right in the first half? Uh, let me check. Yeah, and, that sounds right, though. Yeah. I mean, you should have been up by like 20 points. You were only up by one, two points. 62% in the first half. Yeah. So, but it's one of those games like you just find a way to <laughs> and win. And then 25% in the second. Second half was not good. It's crazy. I mean, like I said, the, the difference is the turnovers. Without the turnovers, this game, I mean, when you look at the stats overall, State outshoots Ole Miss 40. Ole Miss shot 32% for the game. They only shot three of 22 from behind the arc. State wasn't much better. State out rebounded them by 14, uh, 15 assists to 13. Points in the paint, uh, State outscored them. Uh, but the difference in the game is that State turned it over 19 times and Ole Miss only turned it over eight times. So give Ole Miss credit. I think they had a really good defensive game plan. And they almost did everything you needed to win. If they could have made some more shots, they would have won the basketball game. But they couldn't make those shots. And then in overtime, State just completely took over. Again, now he was tied with Tolu Smith, but again, now in this in this this stretch for State where they've now won six of seven, mm-hmm. five different leading scores. Yeah. Because Cam Matthews had 17, including seven and seven from the free throw line. State 18 of 21 off the line. Yeah, that was amazing. That's the biggest stat. That was amazing. Including four of four in overtime. And they win the game in overtime, 69-61. A nice win for the Bulldogs. They had to have it. They absolutely could not not have it. This is a game that's currently a quad two win. By the end of next week, it'll probably be a quad three win. That's fine. That's fine. It's not a loss. But you couldn't have what was going to become a quad three loss. Yeah. You couldn't have that, and now you don't. It's interesting to me just how important it seems Shaq Moore has become. And Ole Miss shut him down. Yeah, he didn't do anything until until he hit those two free throws to tie the game. Yeah. In the games, it seems like in the That's games where he's he really involved yeah. offensively and he's having a big game, you're you're playing well on the offensive end. Ole Miss, and they, once again, I guess it, I guess it's not a Howland thing. We can stop blaming Ben Howland for the 1-3-1 troubles. Because yeah. Ole Miss threw that out there again, and they were making it work, and State's guards struggled until late in the game. You mentioned Shaq Moore, only two points. It's those two free throws you mentioned that tied the game. And then Deshaun Davis was really the key player in the final minutes of, the, of regulation and then into overtime. How many he, turnovers did D.J. Jeffers have? Only four. Okay. Tied for the team I, lead with Shaq Moore. I thought that they had, that they, I thought they, they probably gave him They flustered him. Because of the... D.J. actually had a really decent game. He had ten points on three of five shooting, so he shot the ball well. Well, that three was huge. Seven rebounds. He's two of two off the line. And then, yeah, you mentioned it, that, that three-pointer as the shot clock expiring that he banked off the... I agree with what uh, I think it's uh, Paul Sunderland was the, uh, the the announcer who said you could practice shooting that a hundred times and never make that shot. Yeah, like that is a once in a lifetime kind of three point. He's an interesting play by play guy. Yes, it, it gives a lot his of live ball turnovers happening. I'll tell you that. A lot yeah, of live it, ball turnovers. Yeah, LBTs. Yeah, I hate that yeah. phrase. But he gives his opinion a lot. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's he's not your he's, traditional play by play. He's just talking. I don't think he's like for everyone. No, but, but it, it worked. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I didn't have any issues with. it. I thought that the, the the announcement was fine. No, I think he's fine. I just think you know I could see how he might not be for everyone. Yeah, 
So, here we are. State now 18-9 and nine on the season. Incredible, considering they were, what, 12-8 and eight at one point. Yeah. Um, one and seven in league one play. One and seven in league play. Now they're six and eight in league play. Uh, they're 42 in the net as of Sunday. We'll see how that moves around. Utah is killing state, rather. rather say. It's not going to drop out of quad two, but they've lost twice this week. They're down to 59. Yeah. If they could have picked up a win, they might have been in good shape. You really needed that one to stay. That, that's just another it's gonna be a quad two. mark on your resume that you two. could have had. could have been a quad two. But you've got a quad one opportunity now. Uh, Tuesday night in Columbia against uh, Missouri. And then Texas A&M, ooh, they're 29. Oh, there you go. Now you've got two quad one. Uh, so I don't know who Texas A&M plays Wednesday, but or Tuesday yeah, they or Wednesday. keep stepping up. I mean, that, that's, that's so going to be that's two, a tough game. State has two quad one opportunities as it sits here today. Mm-hmm. If you can get one of those, I think you're in. I think it just, assuming you don't screw up and lose to South Carolina and Van, Vanderbilt's playing really well. That's Vanderbilt's gonna be, gonna be tough. What's Vandy's uh, net as we speak? Go ahead and, and talk. I, I imagine it's probably in the the eighties. They're at eighty nine. You need that to be seventy five. I don't. Be, think I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I don't know who they play this week. I don't think. It, but they would have to be, if they won their next three. They have three games before they play State. It's gonna be tough for them to climb. That would be tough. They could maybe, but I think they have Tennessee in there, so maybe. But I think it remains for Mississippi State. I, I think like the quad one and all that. That's great, mm-hmm. but I think it just continues to be if you can get to nine wins. Mm-hmm. If you can get the nine SEC wins, you're in. Mm-hmm. And that that's how simple it is for me. Now it would be great to get those quad one wins to continue to build your resume, and if you do get in. You can you can continue to move up as far as your seating goes, but as, with a regular season, win, winning a South Carolina that gets you to seven conference wins, mm-hmm. and eight could mm-hmm. if it's quad one win. Mm-hmm. If you if you beat uh, Missouri or, or Texas A&M, that could get you in. But I don't think you feel safe there. I think nine wins gets you. The good news for State is there are three quad one wins they currently have. Are locked into quad one. TCU yeah. is currently twenty second. They're not going to drop out of the top thirty. I don't believe Marquette is fourteenth. They're not going to drop out of the top thirty. And then Arkansas is uh, where do they where they've dropped obviously a little bit. Where are they? Now? Are they I'm sorry, they're still nineteenth. Yeah, that's so they're locked in. I mean that they would that, have to drop out. Of, they would have to drop out of the top seventy five. Yeah, that's going to be a quad one win. So those three time. games are in. And then Missouri, <clears throat> if you can beat Missouri, Missouri currently 50th, they have to stay in the top 75. They're going to do that. So that would be locked in. Now, Texas A&M there is fluid. Yeah. But yeah, some real opportunities here for Mississippi State this week. I mean, everything's in front of you. You control your own destiny. They really do, which is, again, the, the job that Chris Jans has done. You think about last year when things started going downhill for that team. They just kept going downhill. Yep. And they could never get the momentum going again. Mm-hmm. Once they started losing games, it was over. This team loses six out of seven in conference play to start the conference play. They only beat Ole Miss. They have a bad loss at Georgia. They have what looks like not a great loss now with with Florida. Florida, I think, is still you know in the top fifty or whatever. But that was tough. It was you, a winnable game. You win those two games and you're in gave, already. And I mean, they could have just gave up again. Instead, Chris Chan's kept them moving forward. And now they've won six of seven. And I don't like looking back at those games and and harping on them mm-hmm. because it's kind of part of State's journey. Like mm-hmm. that that's the first part of the struggles that this team had. And finding their way out of that was important. 
Um, they didn't do it at the time, and it's you know it could end up costing them an NCAA tournament trip. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I think this. I think what you're seeing right now is the evolution of Chris Jan's team, and really kind of you know what this team can become, mm-hmm. um, at, and what this program can become with him as the head coach. That's part of the journey, losing to Georgia and really struggling on the free throw line. This team had to find its way out of that slump. It had to find its way out of its troubles in the free throw line. And it, there's still some troubles here and there, but this team's noticeably better on the free throw line. Um, we know what they can do defensively. They found their way offensively, even if they struggled against Ole Miss. They got out of it and they won that ball game. So this team has found a way to win tough games. Um, and the back half of the schedule, you know, we talked about it when they were struggling with Florida and Georgia. If they could just, they have some opportunities here in this back half, and this is what we've seen. I mean, six out of seven games they've won now uh, since that TCU game, and that was kind of the benchmark. That was kind of the 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 midway mm-hmm. point of the season. That was the that was the turn turnaround for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you win that TCU game, and since then this team has been really really good. And uh, you know they still have a losing record in the SEC, but. You look at these games here in these last couple of weeks, and you see opportunity here for Mississippi State. Not obstacles. You see an opportunity. You see a chance to beat uh, a Texas A&M team that's playing as well as anybody in the SEC outside of Alabama. Yeah. You see a chance to go to, to Missouri, at one of the tougher places to play in the SEC this year, and get a win. You see a chance to, to go win um, against South Carolina and Vanderbilt. There's opportunity here for Mississippi State to really close the season strong and get yourself in position for the NCAA tournament. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a daunting task. A&M's going to be tough. Vanderbilt's going to be tough. Uh, Missouri on the road, tough. But you have a chance, mm-hmm. and that's all you can ask for. And I think right now State controls their own destiny. We didn't think that was going to be a, poss- a possibility, but no, they do not. control their no, own we destiny. we did not, Robbie. If they win all these games, they are not getting turned down. That's controlling your own oh, destiny, won, and that's what you want. Went out. If they can win all four of these final games, I mean, then they're they're ten and eight. They're, yeah. they're just not only are they in, and then you're looking at you're not a, you're not you're not going to the playing game either. You're like uh-huh. in that nine seed somewhere. Um, State Lenardi's bracketology, which was released earlier today, and by today I mean Sunday, uh, last the first of the last four in, which means yeah. they would be in the, in the playing games in Dayton. Um, team the four teams in front of them. Oklahoma State, Boise State, Memphis, and Nevada. I think Nevada lost. I think Oklahoma State got blistered yesterday by TCU. Was it TCU that beat them? Yeah, so I think that's what I think they, they dropped down. They were in. Okay, now, so that's the, nice, I'm sorry, the latest. They're in the last four buys. So yes, that's the the latest. So they, they dropped from like comfortably in to last four in. I think Nevada lost today. Yeah, TCU beat the snot hundred to seventy five. And TCU remains in the top twenty-five. That's that's still that's a good really for, good. win. That's a great for win for State to beat them. So yeah, they were kind of wavering a little bit with their injuries, but I think they're. I was, you know, I've looked more at net rankings this year, obviously, than I ever have before because there was no point. Yeah, I like North Carolina. I thought was interesting. Let me find them here. They they they, they are not. Yeah, North Carolina is zero and eight against quad ones this year. Wow. And they they're six and two against quad two. So you combine quad one and quad two, they technically are better than Mississippi State. But <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, zero and eight this year. Uh, looking at some of the other ones, like Utah State, they're going to win their their they might win their division, but they're uh, they're zero and four in quad one. There's Nevada at thirty four, but I, like I said, I believe they lost today. The Kentucky game 
that was that was a, that was a tough one for State. They needed that one. Kentucky's now thirty three in the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna, that would could have ended up impossible. Would have been a huge win. Would have been a quad two win, but just to, just to keep the momentum going would be good. But they got the momentum back with a big win in Oxford. And now, like I said, Tuesday night six o'clock. That's not a bubble popper if you lose, but then the pressure's on the rest of the way. You got you got to win the final three games mm-hmm. and, and take it from there. We'll see. Yeah, you that. you have you have really one more loss. That you can take. Either one of these games this week are acceptable to lose. Yeah. But you can't lose them both, I don't think. Yeah. You, need, you, you can need. lose them both, but then when you go to Nashville, you probably need to make it to Friday or Saturday and to feel really good. Yeah, you're going to have to win a couple of games. Win a couple of games. So. If you go 8-10, and 10, With a I, couple think wins f- and I think you need to win two games to get in. Yeah. Uh, nine wins... You're solidly in. You're Eight in. wins. You, st- I think you still have a shot. You're still in, but you got to get you got to get a couple wins in, in Nashville. Yeah, for sure. Let's move over to baseball. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner? I did pork this week. I'm sorry, guys. You have to forgive me. Maybe next week. No, pig's good too. It, it can be good. Uh, and it was. But would I have rather been eating a steak? I won't lie to you. I'll say yes. I would much rather have been eating a steak. But that's just the way. I couldn't go buy steak. I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, you just got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Clear out the fridge. Clear out the That's freezer. exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. That, speaking, that, that pulled pork you had yesterday looked really good. It was good. It was good. There's some left. I need some. You want to come over and I'll make you a sandwich. I need some. I'll toast up the bun. I'll put a couple. I, got, I went, went and bought some pickles for you. I'll buy, put some pickles really? in there for you. Oh, yeah. Not for me. For my wife and everything. So everybody else in your family likes pickles. But uh, No, my wife likes pickles. Oh, okay. Nobody else likes pickles. Everybody else She's is, an American. How dare you? You try. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't like when people talk like that. Anyway, we say all that to say that beef is delicious. Check it out. Head to your local grocery store. Head to your local butcher and meat markets. Buy some red meat. Beef. It's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends, the Mississippi Beef Council. Please don't get mad that we did a whole ad read there about pork. Two brothers smoked meat. Speaking of pork, the masters of pork here in Starkville. Two brothers smoked meats. That's the place to go. But it's not just barbecue. Don't ever forget that. It's smoked southern soul food. When you're looking for a great meal in Starkville, you're looking to go to Two Brothers. This weekend with baseball in town, Two Brothers, I'm sure, was buzzing. And uh, there's a reason for that. It's because it's the best in town. So next time you're up here, if you're up here this weekend for the monster Super Saturday uh, basketball and, and, and baseball, check them out. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service, something every business likes to promise you. Advantage Business Systems likes to deliver it to you, and they have been for 48 years. When you need new technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems, and then if you need service, just call them back. Talk to the people who made the sale to you. Talk to people you have a relationship with. That's a huge difference between them and the big box stores who tell you to call this 1-800 number and you're talking to God knows who and God knows where. And then when they get that taken care of, they'll set you up with an appointment for somebody out of state and he'll be, be there next week or something like that. None of that with Advantage Business Systems. Call 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Excuse me. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at The Rogue. I mentioned it earlier today. M over S, state script, polos and pullovers. That's the look you want to have this baseball season when you show up at Diddy Noble Field. People who show up to baseball games with the banner M, what are you doing with your life? All right? The baseball team's not wearing that hideous logo. So why are you? Get some new stuff from The Rogue. Their Collegiate Collection has the best quality products. It's backed up with the service you know and expect from the Rogue, one of the South's top men's clothing stores. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop 
at the Rogue. Dolce over on 509 University Drive, right next to Bluto's, is the place to satisfy your sweet tooth here in Starkville. Great gelato, amazing grilled cheese sandwiches, and the bagels. They are. I think the bagels are there now. I need to double check that. Yes. Don't hold it against me if you show up today or show up tomorrow and there's there's no bagels. But we'll find out for sure. Tuesday through Saturday, they open at 11, Sunday at 1. That's the place to satisfy your sweet tooth. Dolce 509 University Drive. <coughs> Excuse me. Still still fa- fighting the, uh, the after effects there. All right. Uh, baseball. I know a lot of you guys think we're about to lay in. Let's, let's talk about the positives first. Although I did say, I did say all before, that I was going to overreact to this first series. That last year I underreacted to the first series. This year, I want to overreact, and I might, but they can hit. We know they can hit. You know, nine runs in, on Sunday, what, 12 on Saturday and 11 on uh, on Friday. So the, the, the runs, the production's there. A couple of the newcomers, Ledbetter looks very good. Amani Larry looks very, very good. You're good there. That's, that's, that's all good. I thought that on Friday, Kate Smith competed through strikes. I like what I saw from Nate Dom. I thought he was very good. I loved what I saw from Aaron Nixon on Sunday, his first appearance. Looked like a, a quality closer, had control, struck out the side. Loved to see that. I liked what I saw from Landon Gartman on Sunday. Thought, you know, he started out slow, but he got control and got the game and, and, and got it in hand. Um, all very good things. There were a lot of positives to take away from this weekend. The problem is this that the loss and the manner in which, if they had just lost that game five to four, in a normal baseball game, I don't think we're having the same discussion that we have when you blow a 10-1 lead, when you walk guys like that, when you have errors like that, when you, you can't control the base pads like that. Mm. It was a complete meltdown of on everything defensive and pitching on Saturday. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of people that have come in. I mean, people get upset anytime you make any kind of negative comment about Mississippi State. There's people that just aren't going to accept that. But here's why I I dismiss this thought process that you know it's just it's just the second game or whatever. I'm usually on that. I'm usually on that same subject. Mm-hmm. I'm usually the same way. If State struggles early on the season, they still got time. Mm-hmm. The reason that that I say you know they still got time to figure out is is kind of at this point overblown. Is they just had a season that we're basically marking as a mulligan right now for Chris Lamonis. He gets one year mm-hmm. to have a season like that. It can't happen again. Right. And you had 50-plus games to figure out all those pitching issues that you had. Mm-hmm. You had the offseason to, to figure all that out. And you come out on Saturday and in Friday in some regard, too. I mean, they weren't great on Friday pitching. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Kate Smith was blowing the world away right. as a Friday night starter. I didn't think he was – just incredible that I saw some good things from some of the pitchers there. The pitching on Saturday was terrible mm-hmm. against a team that that quite frankly is not good. That's going to be a two fifty <clears throat> loss, two fifty RPI loss for state yeah. all season long. I mean, the good thing is you won that, but that, that series doesn't help you right at all. Right, you, you've at least taken a hit yeah. to your RPI because of that. But you're up ten to one. All you have to do is come in there and fill up the zone, and you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You walked twelve guys, and when they got on base. Luke Hancock couldn't throw him out. They were eleven for eleven on stolen bases. That, That's unheard of. That, 
I, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to be insulting, but that is seriously like some ninth grade little league stuff. That is a stat you would expect to see kids playing. They said, they VMI basically said, we have nothing to lose here. Let's take some chances. And they just ran all over Mississippi State, and there's nothing they could do about it. And that is something that, I mean, like the only thing you can think in that situation is that basically they told Hancock, come back and you'll be the starting catcher, and they just felt like they had to hold that promise. Yeah. Because there's no way that you practiced with him this whole offseason and didn't realize didn't know. he can't throw anybody out. Yeah. No, that's an issue. And it, it begs the question, what do you do there? Mm-hmm. And on Sunday we saw Ross Highfield get thrown in the mix. I feel like he's probably the more talented – not probably, he's more, he's more talented player mm-hmm. out of the two at catcher. But – at the same time, like you can't just throw Luke out with the garbage. Mm-hmm. He's got a place on the on this in this lineup. He's got a place in, on this team, and you need him. Mm-hmm. You need him to step up. But um, I feel like Ross Highfield's probably got the the higher ceiling here to to utilize him behind the plate, and that creates a lot of issues. And it, I mean, it's good issues, but. You've got some issues with your lineup and your defensive lineman right now. Mm-hmm. Who is the odd men out? Hunter That's, Hines can't be on the bench, right? He can't be. And I, I didn't. I wasn't at post game because I had to go to women's basketball, so I didn't get a chance to ask Chris Monis about that. I don't know if it was asked, but I mean, was that an injury related, health related, or was he just being held out? Because if he was just being held out, that can't happen, right? He he is your most powerful hitter in the lineup mm-hmm. from just a raw talent standpoint and has a really good approach too. I mean, he's not he's not always up there just hacking away. I mean he can he can get you a big hit in a big moment. He can get a big hit in a one two count. I mean that that's a guy you have to have in the lineup. So I don't know what they do with their uh lineup. I don't know what they do with their defensive line alignment. But the pitching, um back to that Back to why you know I'm considered negative on that, or I don't have any trust with that right now. Why would I have any trust right. in Mississippi State's pitching situation right now? Why why would I have any trust that they're going to figure that out? Mm. We we watched that team for 55 games last year, just completely struggle every single game out after Landon Sims went down. I mean, you never felt comfortable with a lead with that team last year, right? And I saw nothing on Saturday that gives me, you know, a, any kind of good vibes. Colby mm-hmm. Holcomb struggled. That's a guy that you're really excited about coming in. Haven't seen a ton from him. I thought Nate Dome was was solid Monday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I mean Monday, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, that's a guy that that I think can come in and shut down uh, a situation in the middle innings, the later innings. I think I think you can do something with him. Um, Trying to think what else. Casey Hunt and Parker Sinnett, I just I don't have you know, faith. I said I d- all the last few weeks, I said I, I like Casey Hunt more in the bullpen. Yeah. This, I don't think he's a starter. I, I just I don't, don't think, think he's got happen. the mentality for it. And that's the thing. I mean, people, you know, people are like, yeah, well, we got all these new faces. We haven't, yeah, but you, you also threw out guys that you've seen. Yeah. Cade Smith, Casey Hunt. Seeing Casey Smith. Hunt not be able to throw strikes with a 10-1 lead yeah. is incredibly concerning. It's concerning. Another concern. Parker Sinnett didn't walk, guys, but, uh, he, I mean, you didn't – he didn't come in there and shut them down. I mean, th- these guys have got to overpower these players. Yeah. 
even if you're throwing 92, I mean, these guys... These guys are not used are not to seeing 92, they, 93. You should be overpowering them. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're putting them all over the bases. They're running all over you. I mean, that Saturday game can't happen. Another concern. Seven errors on the weekend. That's bad. Defense was bad. Yeah, you hear All you ever hear about Lane Forsythe is need his glove in the, in the lineup. He had two errors. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got two errors and he's hitting 067. I know it's only one weekend in, but... Third base is a little concern. I like yeah. Slade Alford's uh, arm. I yeah. think he's got and a good arm. And the bat arm. is good. You know, Bat's good. Like, I can forgive some errors if you're knocking in runs. Yeah. But with Forsythe... And I think he can get better, too. Oh, he, I think he can. He did last year. He hit 280. But I, I, I don't want to hear, well, he's in the lineup for his glove and then he has two errors in the yeah. first week. He flashes. Yeah, there's no doubt, and he saved you on Friday night. He got two double plays by himself, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's he's a very solid shortstop. But is it going to be strong enough that he needs to stay in the lineup batting two fifty? And look, I, I mean, I, I want to see I want to see David Marchand some to see how he handles. he's going to play. I bet she plays Tuesday, and Wednesday, and He'll I think he's some. I think he's a little banged up yeah. maybe right now. I tell you what, though. Amani Larry is a stud. Stud player. Stud. Yeah. Amani Larry, stud. Colton Ledbetter, stud. stud. Kellum Clark had Dakota a good Dakota Jordan, going to be a stud. Yeah. And, and Luke Hancock had a great weekend at the plate. He did. Luke, Luke's yeah. going to be fine. Luke's yeah. going to be fine. You have to find a spot Bryce for him. Chance. Bryce Chance who, is a Who saw gamer. that coming? Nobody saw that coming. Nobody was predicting Bryce Chance to be a And I feel piece. bad we didn't mention him, but yeah. I think I was just, I think we were just over, uh, we knew that he was playing well. Yeah. But I think we just didn't put enough emphasis on him just because we look at him as like a walk-on guy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you can play, you can play, play. man. And he's a gamer. Yeah. He was getting two out hits, driving him over the fence, driving him in the gap. That's going to be a guy that's going to be very difficult to keep off the field. Is there anything more Mississippi State than months of hyping up a guy who throws with both arms? Yeah. Months. I mean, we got videos, we got people talking about it, and then he comes out there, faces a right-hander, so he throws righty, next batter's a left-hander, and he doesn't change. What did you see what Lamona said? He said he slept funny on his elbow. Yeah. That's fine. I, I get it. But I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, did they I'll talk tell you about what, I was though, I was mad at the moment. He got it, the win, by the way. And, one of, and he should. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, 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 he was pitching when State – he yeah. was still the pitcher in the game when State got the lead, so mm-hmm. that he's your winner. Mm-hmm. But – I liked the I liked the poise. Yeah, he came in firing strikes. I know he gave up a couple of hits. Throwing strikes, Lofton came in same way. Lofton throwing strikes, throwing strikes. And that that brings me to my next point. You got to throw those guys in the fire. Yeah, you don't have a ton of players like that yeah. in your pitching rotation. You, I would tweak the. I would. This is Brian Haydad talking to Chris Lemonis, make his own decisions. I would tweak the rotation. Smith on Friday, Gartman on Saturday. And then Sunday we're going to throw the the, the, the Lofton and Sunshine and see what happens. I'll go extreme. Oh, you're going, we're going to make a change. We're going to take him on Friday, aren't we? I might I might throw Sanjay out there on Friday. And here here's why. The Here, ceiling is high. That this is this is why I would do it. I don't think you have a true ace on this team anymore. You don't. So if you don't have a guy that you feel like every Friday night he's going to give you a chance. I don't want to say you don't have a true ace. You don't have a proven guy because because Sanjay and and Lofton could become those guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's my point. Yeah. If you're if you don't have a guy which is you know kind of the Connor Pilkington deal like is he an ace is he not an he, ace he, you know, he eight innings is what he did. yeah so Cade Smith is kind of in that same vein as Connor Pilkington I don't think he's going to be a guy that is going to come in and strike out twelve 
batters against LSU and carried into the eighth inning. He's going to battle. And that's why I think he's better served for maybe a Sunday or even a Saturday. But if you don't have a guy that you feel like is going to go out there every single weekend and give you a chance against the LSUs and the Ole Misses and the A&Ms, mm-hmm. why not go with the guy that's got the highest ceiling? Yeah. And that, to me, you remember we had this that's, discussion that's in luck. football season? You remember when we talked about, like, do you, if you think it's only worth the difference of a win or two, do you play your hyped four-star guy over your yeah. safe three-star guy? A quarterback. Yeah. It's sort of yeah. the same discussion. Except for I have I have more faith in you have more faith Drangelo. in Will Rogers. Oh, you have more faith in Will Rogers, I think, than you have in. Well, yeah, but but also Drangelo. I, mean, yeah. I just didn't. We didn't know what we what we were watching in Sawyer Robertson. Really, you're right about that. But Drangelo is a player that if he's commanding, if he's going out there, he's not getting overwhelmed. He's not walking the the park. That is a nightmare. Yeah, that is a nightmare to face because we just haven't seen it. We haven't seen a guy that can literally have the upper hand on every single player that he goes up against. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, just think about that. You have a, a, a right-handed hitter that can't handle something from the left side. Or you have a left-handed hitter that's, that's not going to be able to pick up that changeup that he throws. Or, uh, you know, pick up the, the 90, going from 95 to 78 is a big difference. And a lot of times it'll, it'll look the same coming out. I, I feel like, it just feels like this is your best chance to get those Friday night wins. Yeah, and he he might go out there and completely tank. I don't know, but yeah. I know that you have a guy that can that can hum ninety five from the right side and you know eighty nine ninety from the left. That's the biggest worry though is him not doing well and just mentally, mentally mentally affecting him the rest of his career. It could, but I I feel like he's a little different makeup. I hope so. I think you're right. His he's got a little swagger about him, and he's played. Yeah. He's played some big time high school, but they've got to figure some things out on the on the mound. And defensively, I tell you though, they think I get a lot better. Watching those two freshmen back to back, there just wasn't anybody else this weekend that had that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Lofton was throwing ninety five from the left side. Yeah, and that's tough. He's same way as as Sanjay. Yeah. They can both change the speeds from ninety from ninety five down to, to seventy nine yeah. to eighty. Yeah. So that's I mean if those two guys are are on their P's and Q's and they're locating uh you got a chance to be a much different pitching staff because there's just you look at the roster and you start wondering you know, where's the Landon Sims guys? Yeah. Where's the where's the Will Bednars? Where's the Well, you Ethan hope that Aaron Nixon can be the Landon Sims guy. I thought he looked really good. I don't, oh, he did, did a great job. I don't know if did you get to see him pitch? I did. Okay. Yeah. He the and the the walk he had was mm-hmm. he was getting a little squeezed. He was, was good squeezed. He it, stayed it, around the plate. That that's the main thing for me right now. I don't care. Landon Gartman did a great job. Eight Ks, one walk. I don't care that he gave he gave up two really hard hit balls. Mm-hmm. The rest were infield singles and stuff. I don't care if he's given up, you know, a few of those. He threw strikes. He didn't put guys on base, and that's the only way VMI was going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it. So I. I have no complaints about Mississippi State's pitching on Sunday. Friday was was just okay. Saturday was a disaster. I'm interested. They need to get somewhere. Just just be just be okay. Well, again, when you're up ten one, I mean, and some I saw this a bunch on social media. I saw it on message boards. It's just the truth. If you're up ten to one, you can throw it eighty five across the plate. Yeah, and they can't. They still aren't going to beat that you. That team was not going to. They're not going to hit. Twelve home runs, or they weren't—they weren't, they weren't going to put you know put together six straight doubles. Right, they weren't going to do that. So just throw strikes, 
take something off the pitch, throw some strikes, and be done with it. But that's not. And what there's happened. still some more guys. Tyson Harden uh, was good. Well, good. I, I I don't want to take any away from anything yeah. away from him. He was good. Uh, Logan Forsythe was. We didn't great. see Pico Khan this weekend either. Yeah, I wonder what was up with that. Um, but I don't. I don't want to give the impression that. I think Mississippi State can't throw anybody out there that can get anybody out. I think there's some pieces there. There's, but at the same time, there is plenty of reason to be concerned. There is to losing a game like that. That 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 team might not win another 15 games this year. And the, bi- the biggest year. concern to me is Mississippi State's development. Mm-hmm. The best pitchers that we're talking about right now are true freshmen, true freshmen. or transfers. And then you see, I mean, you can't help but notice like Mikey Tepper starts today for Liberty. And doesn't walk anybody. Or, very, or, very big concern there. Like I, he got away, and he's better now. And I, I don't understand. Um, and you knew he had stuff. I don't you understand what it is because Scott Foxall has been good. Yeah. Um, and he was good in 2019. But yeah. again, I mean, that's you just you just came in and were given a pretty good roster in 19, and then mm-hmm. 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. Those guys were already. Pretty good. Landon you had Sims two was already pretty good on your on your start in the short rotation. You had yeah. Ginn and, and Small, and then you had you after that a veteran. You had yeah. Landon Sims. Yeah. I mean, these guys were already good. So I'm a little concerned with the developmental piece. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, it's a worry. Um, if State can be, if State can have a, a four run earn run average four yeah. four point five. Yeah, you're fine. They're gonna have a chance. Just don't. You can't have at six. the end of the day. If you win two out of three every weekend for the rest of the year, you'll be in the Omaha. You'll be in Omaha. Yeah, no question about it. So. You just can't have a six run under an average, exactly. and they and they got to figure out figure catching situation. Out. But I don't know what yeah, the catching first base DH situation. Uh, so, I, I mean, it's it's kind of a good problem to have because you got talented guys to pick from. But I mean, I don't know who you put on the bench. I tell you what, though, uh, Dakota Jordan it, doesn't have the impressive numbers this weekend. Mm-hmm. That kid's got some freaky, freaky tools. Yeah. Uh, when he figures he it out, bats. when he figures it out, the plate that he hit, he hit a double off the wall that was 116 saw, miles an hour yeah. off the bat. Yeah, that's MLB. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a good player. When, when it comes together for him, mm-hmm. when it clicks, that kid's going to be Looking a monster. Forward. Looking forward to getting out there uh, this this coming weekend because I had to miss all the games uh, this weekend. I won't be on there for the midweek either because the games are all while I'm on the air. So Mississippi State does no good. They, they, why don't Brian they just talk is to not me? Brian is not happy with Mississippi State officials. I, I'm not. It's not that I'm not happy with Mississippi State officials, but it is ridiculous. And you know, Arizona State had the wrong information. Whatever, however you want to look at, it, I don't care. It's ridiculous that we are talking about, on February 19th. We found out on February 19th what the game times were for games on the 24th, 25th, and 26th. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, it normally is. the schedule comes out and has the times on it. Yeah, you know. it, it is kind of strange. So, anyway, all right. Uh, tomorrow's show, we'll women uh, got a big win on on Sunday. Huge win for the women. It's yeah. a and it, softball had a good weekend too. They picked up a top twenty five win. Yeah, uh, they're losing right now. They're losing right now, but they're playing a top twenty five team. They're, they're in that, that tournament. They're in is tough, but they got they got a good win. So that we'll take it from there. Um, tomorrow's show, we'll talk a little more base basketball, a little more baseball. We will have to preview uh, Miss Missouri a little bit. Also. We learned today that or learned this over the week that uh, spring practice starts the seventh. Is that correct? Of March, I think I that's can't the fir- I think that was the first date. So I'll we, just go ahead and we, say, sure. Maybe. So we'll start talking. We got to start doing some positional breakdowns and, and what this team's going to look like in the in the spring. So we'll talk about that this week. We have the rumblings, a lot of good stuff going on uh, for us here this week on Thunderline. Glad to be back with you guys, and uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Yeah. 
Have a great. Did you enjoy uh, Elimination Chamber? Um, it was great up until the very end. Okay, I would agree with that. Uh, all right, talk to you guys soon for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Ada. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.